1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And she said, have you thought about like writing, what if you wrote a letter to yourself or a letter to the business about what you miss, like as a way to grieve? And I was like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. She's like, you know, like when you write an email, you're never gonna send, but putting it into the world and saying it out loud makes you feel better. And I was like, we need to do that. Well, first I was like, I think I do need to do that. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think we all need to do that.
0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried a free trial yet, go to the website, builtforthestage.com. You can click the link in the description of this episode. You'll be on your way working with your own Broadway fitness coach, where we'll design a program for you. We'll be chatting as much as you'd like. You can message us anytime. We'll make adjustments. We've been there. We've done that as far as being on the stage and marrying, I'll say, fitness training while being a performer. So hit us up. Check us out on the gram at Built for the Stage. Exciting times. We just got our official United States of these Americas registration for our trademark for Built for the Stage. So that's really exciting. Uh, Props to the fam for helping us get there. We also are releasing our Places Please uh, performance apparel line this winter. Uh, really excited for that. So be on the lookout. Talking about things that are exciting and things that are being produced and, and uh, put out there, um, I got to meet our guest through Bill for the Stage and was very glad to see uh, what he's been up to during this pandemic. There's a big party that's about to happen. It's about to go on uh, Broadway on demand. I think that's the, the, he he can correct me if, if that was wrong. But he collected, our guest, a group of amazing performers and their stories and created not just something on the stage, but used his creative talents to put together this book that's called When the Lights Are Bright Again. And on the show to talk to us about this book, please welcome Andrew Norlin. Hi, Andrew. Hey, how are you? Happy Sunday morning, everyone listening. We're recording yes. this on a beautiful Sunday. Um, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm so excited. So you're like officially you're starting my this week of pre uh pre-book launch, pre-book publication birthday, as people call it in the literary world. Um, you're my first interview. I'm so excited.
0: Oh, amazing. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to make <laughs> sure it's a good one. Uh like I said before we hit rec- <laughs> we uh we hit record. We're pretty chill here, so I hope you have a good time. I know our listeners um are going to enjoy it. So, let's just dive in. You're sitting yeah. there during the pandemic at some point. When do you just say, "You know what? think i'm just gonna you know call some people up and put a book together how how did tell tell us how this just kind of popped into your head or what was the inspiration behind it all
1: um yeah i wish it was something a little bit more positive but i have to be honest it it came out of Grief. It came out of I was I was six months uh, six or seven months into the pandemic and um, living with my parents for the first time in a decade, twenty four seven under the same roof and learning each other's ways again as adults. Um, which in it's in and of itself, I know anybody listening knows exactly how hard that that was during COVID. But I think it's a gift we were given, um, and I just really hit a wall. Like I. It, it was that moment, I, it, this all came to sort of a head when I was uh, at dinner one night with my parents um, and that's how I remember it. And I just sort of broke down at dinner. It was this feeling of like, uh, when, when, if or when will my industry ever come back? I've been working at this craft and wanting to do this and pursue this as a career for a decade. And and there's it doesn't feel like there's any end in sight for us ever getting the Broadway and theater community back and just missing friends and realizing that, I mean, what cut the deepest was my mom, like, a few weeks before this day, I remember her saying, saying, why have you stopped singing around the house? And that, like, killed me, because just the joy that I, what I bring to my parents' lives, the, I, my, my, what I was used to doing was changing, and that made me made me sad. So, yeah, I just hit this wall, and I had this sort of breakdown at dinner one night where it was just, this huge pile up of just everything of like, am I going to be paying off the student debt till the day I die? Like, am I going to be alone forever? Just like, you know, just those moments when it feels like everything is happening at once. And the next day um, I went to the gym (laughs) to uh, sweat it out. And I was talking to, I was talking to one of my best friends on FaceTime while I was warming up. And um, she said, I was basically explaining to her like the spark notes version of what had just happened last night with my parents at dinner. And she said, Andrew, have you, have you thought about writing about it? Like I'm a writer. And she was like, you write about everything else. Why have you not written about this? And I was like, what do you mean? And, and she was like, I knew exactly what she meant, but I didn't want to think about it or talk about it, of course. And, uh, and she said, have you thought about like writing? What if you wrote a letter to yourself or a letter to the business about what you miss, like as a way to grieve? And I was like, Oh my God, that's such a good idea. She's like, you know, like when you write an email, you're never going to send, but putting it into the world and saying it out loud makes you feel better. And I was like, we need to do that. Well, first I was like, I think I do need to do that. And then I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, I think we all need to do that in like a way of the theater community. And so that's kind of what started this idea. And no joke, 42 hours later, I had bought the domain name for the website and picked the, I was going around within circles of these like four titles I loved and I just could not get When the Lights Are Bright Again out of my head. And I like knew that it was a little long for a book title, but I was like, it it says exactly what I want it to say. And it hasn't changed since then. And that, that conversation was about a year ago and buying that domain name, I bought that on the 13th of October of 2020. And one year later, we have a fully published book with global distribution and it's blowing my mind. Is this your first published work? Yes, yes. And I have to tell you, I never expected that this to be the first thing I published because I've been working on some other writing for about five or six years. So this was not the road I expected to go on, but that's kind of, especially with COVID, the way that it kind of (laughs) works. Yeah. Um,
0: let's, Let's kind of zoom in there about the fears, the uncertainty of doing something for the first time pursuing this publication of your work. Um, what was that like, especially in such a vulnerable time during the pandemic? You know, it's you already, you already have something tough that you're going through and then on, on top of it, you're pursuing uncharted territories of trying to make this book happen. What, what was that like?
1: Um, it was, it was definitely, it was absolutely, I won't lie. It was terrifying. Um, I have been within my own writing the last many years. I have been spending a lot of time learning and trying to soak up as much information as I can about the publishing world. And um, once I brought um, my partner on this is Matthew Murphy, the Broadway photographer, who is just a dream. And this the photography in this book is exquisite, and I cannot wait for people to see it. Um, once I brought him on board, um, the plan actually was never was always to self publish we were doing all of that research. We, we we got picked up by a publisher that was interested in this from me connecting with them kind of on a whim. And then them being like, how far along are you guys? And, and me being like, well, uh, we don't have anything designed yet. I haven't found a designer yet. And he was like, oh, so you're really, you're like in the 11th and a half hour, you're like really behind. And I was like, correct. Uh, and then we didn't talk, him and I didn't talk for three weeks in that time I hired a publicist I got a designer to mock up pages. And then when we came back to him and he pitched it to his people, they loved it. And here we are. Um, wow. But yeah, it was, it was, it was terrifying. And the reason it was terrifying is I think um, I can only speak to my own experience, of course, but I think that for many of us artists, not just performers, but artists, all artists in general, on onstage, offstage people that aren't even in the theater world that are artists. I think the time of COVID was really, for me, at least really transformative for me to realize um number 1 that i am i am more than what i do but that what i do is a job and that and that what i do is something that is valued and important in the world and i think covid made us all realize how much we as humans need art and need connection and need the the ability of going to the theater and experiencing that that moment and that transcendence of live performance. So, so to answer your question, yeah, it was, it was scary. It was scary to try something so brand new. Um, it, it was scary to, um, even though I was sort of trying to kind of teach myself as along the way about the the publishing world. Um, it is, it, it's a brand new world to me and my team that has made this book happen. Um, so there's been many, many, many bumps. Um, and it's cool to think that like, this is like paving the way for me to like, do it differently when I get to my own, my own books, but, um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's been, it's been a learning curve for sure. Um, this is a world that all of us, uh, at least on my team are not like familiar with. And so, and that was really, really scary. Um, I think the other thing was just asking, um, I was very fearful that people wouldn't buy into it. To be honest i didn't know i knew that i had this idea i knew that the moment mckenna my best friend gave me this this thought and then i was like this could be something really special in the back of my mind i always knew that if i like did it right um and just kept asking for help that it could be something really amazing and it is um but there was fear the entire time so much fear um i have said for months and months and months that the book is in charge if you ask anybody that has helped me be, make this happen, every I, that has like been my mantra the whole time because every single time I try to um, have my own big idea of how I think it should go or my ego gets involved or, or anything like that, um, it kind of stifles the project. But when I sit back and trust or I lean into asking somebody else that's really good at what they do, whether that be a designer or bringing Matt on as the photographer – I have realized that it, is, it has taught me the true definition of collaboration. And it's been collaboration at its finest that hasn't been me being on stage at all where I'm comfortable. And so that has been a, real, like a test of my endurance as a, per, as a human uh, and just so many things. It has truly yeah. like changed my, my psyche in a big way.
0: All right, listeners, you heard it there. If, if you don't know where to start, you just start. And if you don't know what you're doing, You'll never know what you're doing unless you start. And the things you still don't yeah. know what you're doing or you don't do well, you ask for help. And when the fear comes, you lean into it. So, Andrew, yes. you're a living testament to all those inspirational points that we all need to remember as we're trying to you know, walk our own journey. So, congratulations um, for doing that. Um, Coming up, I I mentioned in the intro uh, that on Monday, November 1st, it is Broadway On Demand. There will be performances, right? Yeah. From Eden Espinosa, James Harkness, Robert Hartwell, Shireen Pimentel, Bill Fam, Woot Woo Shireen, and many more. Um, Tell us about what uh, viewers can expect from that and also then afterwards maybe how it relates to the book and, and more details on what people that purchase this book, um, will expect to find.
1: Yeah. So, uh, The book, when you purchase the book anywhere, a portion of the profits from the sale of every single book forever will um, benefit the Actors Fund. Um, That was really important to me from the very beginning. Um, When I connected with the Actors Fund originally, they were extremely excited about partnering with us on this project. So that has been sort of the heartbeat of, of the book the whole time. Um, in terms of the event, in terms of the book launch, which is uh, we're recording this on in October on Sunday, it's next it's next week, seven days away. I'm it's blowing my mind that this is all happening. <laughs> um, uh, the book launch we are gathering, many of us are gathering in person together to celebrate um, the bravery and the resiliency of uh, and the joy of people being willing to to put their voices and their stories in this book. Um, this is not your typical, um, book launch that would usually probably be a quiet little gathering at a bookstore where some people sign some things and people are like, oh, this is so lovely. Congratulations. Um, it's the Broadway and theater community and, uh, it's not a typical book. So it's not a typical book launch. <laughs> um, uh, Kellen Stansel, um, my boyfriend who is also in the Lion King on Broadway, um, he will be directing, uh, a show that will be live streamed on Broadway On Demand um, from our venue that night. Um, There will be around 250 to 300 guests in person, but virtually as many as want to join us and tune in, Broadway On Demand will be live streaming this show that will be people performing songs in tandem with sharing and reading their letters directly out of the book. Um, So this is just a chance for us to sort of, I mean, for lack of a better way of saying it, perform the contents of the book. (laughs) Um, and I would say less perform and more and more share. It's going to be very, it's going to be very us gathering in like, as if we were gathering in a living room to share together what we as a community have created together, um, with this finished product that, um, while it is beautiful and shiny, um, it is, it is full of heart and, um, thought provoking conversation and, uh, And a lot of information that I think um, is time for us to continue the conversations about talking about. It was really important to me from the beginning that this book not be something that was just this shiny Broadway thing. Because it's not. There's many people that don't have a Broadway credit to their name that are photographed and that have written beautiful, beautiful letters. And this book is about humanity. It's not about your resume. Mm. Oh, I love that. a woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At
0: ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited
1: by law. See terms and conditions. 18+.
0: Um, each story I'm sure is unique in its own right, but Is there a through line theme? Are these experiences of the artist during the pandemic or, or is it outside of that as well? What uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So it is basically what I did was I gave everybody the prompt, um, write Similar to the inspiration I had for my friend. I said, write a letter to yourself. Um, And there was a Google form where people entered in their submission. And I said, write a letter to yourself. That is Dear. Andrew, dear. Some people have been, have remained anonymous. Some people have created a pseudonym. It's very cool to see how people have interpreted the the assignment, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it's everybody's letter. Uh, The only assignment was you have to start with dear, however you want to address yourself, comma, when the lights are bright again, dot, dot, dot. And people have written song lyrics. People have written poems. People have written, to-do lists. People have written long, long letters. It's all very, very different and very reflective of what their experience was at that time. But to answer your question, yes, it is, these letters were written during the pandemic. So although it is coming out now, two months into Broadway and the theater community sort of coming back, um, these letter submissions closed in March of 2021. Um, So we were very much still in it. And all of these, uh, the uh, the submissions were coming in from November of 2020 to March of that was when we were calling them and, and, and collecting them. Um, and then the way that it is organized is, uh, through, um, I have sort of created these sort of chapters that the book goes through and that, that is sort of how, um, It's odd because all of these letters bring up so many feelings, but it's sort of how um, as a way to sort of digest the book, um, it was really important to me knowing that we were creating something that was kind of massive and with so much information, um, it was important for me to create a through line. So the book is separated into chapters that are sort of delineated by how I interpreted sort of what we went through during COVID. So the first chapter is time, like we were sort of given this gift of time we never asked for. The second chapter is called grief. Um, the third chapter is called justice. Um, the fourth chapter is called creativity and community and, and, and on and on and on. And um, so these 12 chapters, I have taken all the letter submissions and sort of put the person's letter as to what I, I interpreted as like the, the, the highest feeling in their letter. Now, granted, each person's letter could go into many, many, many categories, and I didn't want to necessarily like categorize what the person's feeling was. But what it was really important to me was I wanted to create something. If you sat down to read this whole book straight through, you probably wouldn't leave your house for a week after. It's a lot. <laughs> um, but I wanted to create something for the community that if you go and you have a really, really shitty audition, and then you need to be inspired, you can turn to the chapter about joy or community to find inspiration to bring you up from that day when you get home and you see this book on your coffee table. If you are going through really, really deep grief in your life and you want to hear from someone that inspires you in the community that you want to see the humanity and the shared experience you have, maybe that day you turn to the chapter about grief and you feel seen and heard. I wanted to create it to be digestible and not um, overwhelming because it is overwhelming. (laughs) COVID was overwhelming. Indeed, indeed. indeed. Um, I love the timeline
0: aspect of the chapters because it is so true that there there was probably more than 12 chapters of emotions and feelings and different States that we all went through yeah. during this pandemic. Yeah. Um, and, and, and individually in their own, like what I was, what chapter I was in, in May of 2020, you know, you might've been in a totally different chapter at that same time. Like, it, yeah, it's just wild. Yes. It's just wild. Like, when you sit down and really just think about <laughs> what we have endured for the past 18 plus months, it's, yeah. it's, it's wild. It's wild. Um, so where can we buy this book? Uh, how can we gift it to friends? Are we going to when the lights are or, or t- tell our listeners where we can go?
1: Yes. Uh, first check us out on Instagram at when the lights are bright again. Um, and follow this journey as we, uh, we're doing a virtual book tour where we're going to be sitting down like this on Instagram live with many, many people from the book and them sharing their letters and reading them. Um, throughout November have tons of exciting events and things planned. We're super just excited to get it out there and have it in people's hands finally. Um, yes, yeah, So check out our Instagram, the best place for you to go. For any information for you to watch the Broadway on demand live stream would be on our website at whenthelightsarebrightagain.com, where you can connect with us. You can see how you want to buy the book and where you want your your money to go, whether that be Amazon, whether that be Barnes and Noble. Um, a lot of people have been asking me, and I've been calling and checking in with these bookstores. People, New Yorkers, have been asking me if you're listening to this. Oh, like, is it going to be at Shakespeare and Co? Is it going to be at the Drama Bookshop? Um, I've called them, we're working on it. I, I have I have, as far as I know, yes, um, to be continued.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would I would hope it would only make sense, right? that they would uh, yeah, make some sh- shelf space for you. <laughs> for sure. All right, well, uh, Andrew, I'm super excited to uh, dive into the book. I'm excited for these performances. I'm excited for you. Congratulations again. Uh, as someone who's an entrepreneur, as someone that has created things from the ground up, it is no easy task. Uh, it is a steep, steep hill with lots of fear and doubt. And uh, kudos to you and your team for leaning into that and uh, coming up with this uh, great book that we can not only remember the pandemic by, but be inspired and uplifted for you know the positive things that came from it. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening to Bill for the Sage podcast. That was Andrew Norlin creator of when the lights are bright again. If you want to check out the book, if you want to purchase it, if you want to check out the performance, um, go to the website, it'll be in the description of this episode. Just simply click there and you'll be on your way again. I'm Joe Roscoe. Thanks to Broadway podcast network for producing this episode. You can check them out at bpn.fm. Later.
1: Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives.